Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article from the December issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Livestock Facility Inspections. Do I need one? If so, what should I expect? To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Leslie Johnson, who's a University of Nebraska-Lincoln Animal Manure Management Project Coordinator. Thanks for joining me today, Leslie. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Leslie, the focus of the article that you wrote is on helping producers understand, do they need to have their animal feeding operation inspected? And if so, what can they expect from that inspection? Walk through with us some things that are going to be important for producers to understand first to see, do I need an inspection? And then second, if I have an inspection take place, what should I expect? Sure, so the first question of that is, do I need that inspection? And so it's really factored on two things. One, the size of the operation. If you're a small operation, you're not required to have an inspection unless for some reason the um, DEE has said, there's a risk here. We need to take a look at your operation and see whether we need to have, you need to have a permit because there's going to be manure discharged to water. Uh, most of the time that's not the case, so it's not a big issue here in the state of Nebraska anyway as far as having small operations permitted. If, if you're already over that small size and you have, for a beef operation, that's about 300 beef animals. So um, if you are a cow-calf operation, you would count your calves as, as beef animals too, but they count as a smaller portion. They're not a full-size animal. So one animal unit is um, one full-size beef animal. So um, a cow-calf pair, I think, is 1.2 or 1.3, somewhere in that vicinity, uh, animal units. And so that's how you figure out whether or not you're a, a small or a medium or a large operation is based on that animal unit number. Uh, the other piece of this is that you need to be an AFO, uh, and that is determined by whether or not those animals are confined to a space that does not have permanent vegetation or residue for more than 45 days in a rolling year. So if they don't have that vegetation, then you're classified as an AFO and you would need to request that inspection if you're over that 300 animal unit number. Essentially, if you are over that number and you need to request that inspection, that initial inspection it does come with a fee, but NDEE will come out and take a look at the operation and it, they use that inspection to determine whether or not you need a permit. So there's a lot of animal feeding operations in the state that already have that permit. So they already have done this inspection process, uh, that initial inspection. But they, because of their permit, are required to have a routine inspection and that generally happens on an annual basis. And um, DEE will call you a couple of days ahead usually and give you some kind of notice that they're coming. The big thing that you can do to prepare for that inspection, um, because they're gonna go through your records, they're gonna go um, and take a tour of the facility. Of course, you wanna make sure everything's in proper working order. Um, they're not gonna give you a lot of time heads up. So um, it's better to, of course, have everything in proper working order all the time. So you, this is not a big issue. Um, but the big thing you can do to prepare for that inspection is to make sure all your records are in one place. Uh, oftentimes the water line inspection record are in the feed truck because that the feed truck drives right by those water lines every day. They can check the box and say, yep, we've checked them. 
maybe your manure spreading records are in the manure truck that actually hauled the manure out to the fields and the lagoon records are maybe in the office. And so you need to get them all in one place. So when the inspector gets there, they can take a look at all of the records at once and you're not having to fidget and find them and get all stressed out about it. You've already done that. You've got them all in one place and they're ready to go. Leslie, what are some other things that producers can do to prepare to make the process of this go as smoothly as possible? Like I said, the big thing is just um, stay on the ball and make sure everything is up and going all the time. And then really get those records all in one place because that just makes it so much faster. I know it can be scary to have a government official come out to your operation. It seems like something scary. The DE though is really there to help you and to educate you in how you can better make your operation less environmentally impactful so that you're not you know leaking manure into water somehow we be it leaching or by runoff or whatever so um, they're going to guide you if they find something wrong probably they're going to give you a little bit of a uh, notice of what is going to happen uh, or what they would recommend that you do to fix that problem. They're going to send you a letter once you're all done with it, telling you how long you have to fix the problem if you do have a problem. But um, usually it's pretty reasonable that you can get those done in time. Leslie, where else can producers go to find more information on this topic that can help them think through and prepare for this? Well, there's two places, really. You can go to our manure.unl.edu website, search for inspections. You'll come up with the article that I wrote that's got all of the guidance that DEQ provides. And then just call your DE inspector. If you, um, if you have a question, you wonder whether or not you need to be inspected, you can just call the, the local person. You can call the, the office in Lincoln if you really want to. You can give them some idea and then um, and they may or may not need to come out. They they can answer that question. Yeah, you need to request that inspection or no, you should be good to go. So um, they are not as scary as some people think they are. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Leslie. Thanks, Aaron. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article, Livestock Facility Inspections, Do I Need One? If so, what should I expect?